0: One thing that you want to do to your opponents is it makes them think, makes them know they can't win. I tried to put pressure on them before the game started. They know that they're going to lose. And just how they were going to lose was the only question for them. That's what I wanted them to think when they came to the game. We shut a guy down, or block a guy's shot, and say, yes, we did that to you. If you come back, we'll do it again. If you come back again, we'll, still, we'll do it another time. So you'll have to try something else to do. I decided early in my career, the only really important thing was to try to win every game. What do I have to do to make sure that we're going to win? And the only numbers that really matter, at the end of the game, they got a scoreboard. And if your team has got the most points, hey, everything. You know this ain't a game the hustle. My future's looking promising. Mama with my mom again, troubling. Money thinks it's running things. When no income isn't coming in. Running with the wrong again, gone again. Money, money, money. I keep sending cash to Mina. Got it. Working for a Mina. After current Cook Peon, did I stutter? It's root of a boo, all you love to it, useless. Bruce trying to do vocal, lose no one. I still pull him out of grave, trying to play chap, okay? Dust him on, nobody's touching us, I'm rushing more. Lose lips, Rick dances with Wu, kid. Elusive, arrange just a new black, I move past. Like, dress me like some baby George Cliff, what's it thinking? Stacking the dick, ain't tracking the check, ain't backing up shit. Control money, don't let it show money. so money, never let it go from me, go homie, Sway linen. A decay pray when I'm A, and I'm stay with him told to play ages of variety, makes good society, I said this, Respect it, excessive makes me question my ethics, No cash has no moral comp, showing some flow, don't know what's wrong, Going from, showing some home sweet home, like some loosens in my wallet, I'm on top of it, I'm in the loose change in my pocket, you know this ain't the game that has. Things. Money versus everybody, money isn't everything That's capping, I put that on everything I don't look back, I never blink I'm at the bank, I'm thinking about the fact How I don't have to think about the way to rob the bank I'm fucking running by the bank Dollar bill, dollar bill, water bill Power bills, power struggles, power moves And power drills, cause I reveal, I got a bu- Looking promising Problem with my mom again Troubling Money thinks it's running things When no income isn't coming And running with the wrong again Gone again Money. Money. Money Yeah It's your boy King No Uncensored Let me tell y'all something The last few The last couple of weeks I've been putting forth some real fucking effort here Like real effort Because The news week has been hella slow. It's nothing really exciting happening here in music and in NBA. But I tell you what, I'll tell you what, one thing I can say is I'm actually glad that football season is coming back because guess what? I ain't had shit to watch on television not a motherfucking thing to watch on television. I'm sick and tired of watching First 48. I'm sick and tired of watching um Payback, Fatal Attraction episodes. It's like, bro, nigga, I'm bored. <laughs> Seriously. And then YouTube content is only the last 12 to 24 hours of shit. And some of those videos are only like 10 to 15 minutes or too long to sit and watch the whole time. But however, I was able to compile something, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to call this free agency ruin. What ruined free agency this year? We have questions and I have answers. So. Did Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving. Did Katie and Kyrie ruin free agency? What I can say is. I can't necessarily blame Kevin Durant. What I can blame is Sean Marks and Danny Ainge. Them the two motherfuckers that ruined free agency. Because it was exciting once Kevin Durant, you know, put in a trade request. And Sean Marks wants a 2K trade. That's what he wants. He he wants an NBA 2K style trade. Where he could just hit the trade override button. And these GMs are not dumb. Not at all. You know, because the rumor, it's a rumor that I heard that Jalen Brown was not even considered in trade talks for KB. I I just want to know if that is true. Kyrie Irving opted in. So he didn't ruin anything about free agency. But I definitely blame Sean Marks for this. Because now I'm hearing it's a KD for 80 trade. I mean, honestly, that's a good trade. Because they both haven't played a full season in four years. They're both injury prone. If healthy, you know, they could benefit your team. Why not? Fuck it. I mean, I don't want LeBron and Kevin Durant linking up. But at the same time, shit, they're not going to last the whole fucking season. So it's nothing to be really excited for unless these niggas play 60 to 70 games. And even with that, you know... Donovan Mitchell didn't necessarily request a trade. New York just expressed interest in him. I take that back. He didn't necessarily request a trade until later on, but honestly, Donovan Mitchell has not come out publicly and demanded to be traded, or else I'm not showing up to training camp. Donovan Mitchell has been handling himself like a professional this whole offseason. But the Rudy Gobert trade, that was like the icing on the cake. And you know, y'all niggas noticed something? Rudy Gobert has been quite destructive to the NBA over the last few seasons. one of those defensive player of the years belonged to Anthony Davis. I could be wrong. But I doubt it. Didn't Rudy Gobert give the whole NBA covid? Then last but not least. Rudy Gobert was got 200 million dollars somebody that isn't even worth half of that money. No disrespect, not trying to pocket watch, but I'm just being honest. And then also, you were the only person that Minnesota got in return for five players and five first-round picks, including Walker Kessler. So I would have to say it got to be Danny Ainge and Rudy Gobert that ruined free agency. And speaking of ruining free agency, why are Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard struggling to sign to a roster this offseason? I had cited these two players as pretty damn good pickups for any contender. You mean to tell me Dwight Howard wouldn't help Milwaukee right now? You mean to tell me Dwight wouldn't help Golden State right now you mean to tell me that Dwight Howard wouldn't help the Memphis Grizzlies you mean to tell me that Dwight Howard um let's see who are the other contending teams out there you mean to tell me that Dwight Howard wouldn't be a quality backup in Phoenix right now backing up Ayton? what about Philly What about the Philadelphia 76ers? He wouldn't help them at all. Not at all, right? Los Angeles Clippers. He wouldn't... They definitely need a backup center badly. That honestly should be the place where he goes. Denver Nuggets. Carmelo Anthony. I've been saying that he should go to Golden State the last four, five five years. You can look at my content on YouTube to find that out. My previous commentary, Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony should have been a warrior a while back. Phoenix could definitely use him to take some pressure off of Booker and Chris Paul. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't get it. Could it be the stench that was the terrible season that the Los Angeles fakers had that could have fucked up their their free agency? I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Shit, Carmelo could go back to Denver and help them. Yeah, I don't understand that one. So. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that shit, man. I don't like the fact that Carmelo is in that situation that he was in a couple of years prior. You know, we know this man can go out there and play some damn basketball. Even when he went through that struggle for for those two years... Because teams were afraid to sign Carmelo Anthony because, you know, he ain't want to come off the bench. Y'all didn't know what the fuck Carmelo was willing to do. Did you ask him? No. But Melo's in that that stage in his career where he could be a flat-out six-man scoring option, something like Jamal Crawford. to a basketball team oh boy Uh, so Beyonce removes Khalees credit and the lyric that she used for milkshake off of the Renaissance see what I mean as many people say man play stupid games win stupid prizes like Khalees opened her mouth once again. This is the thing about Khalees, man. She is the person who ruins all her blessings. In every aspect. My thing is, I don't think Beyonce, as I said on the last show, I don't think Beyonce owed her anything. Why should Beyonce have to call you, about a song that you didn't write a song that you don't own a song that you don't receive a large percentage of so it's just like all right well you know what fuck it then i'm just gonna remove the shit if you so upset then fuck it bye (laughs) just trying to help your motherfucking ass out fuck you Um, the details of the mystical case have come out. Oh, Lord. And I believe all of this, too, because that nigga mystical is crazy, man. Well, this is another case. Here we go again. So July 30th. Mystical allegedly thought this, that the victim stole a hundred dollars from him. This is what happened with the first case. This is what happened with the first fucking case. Where the woman stole $80,000 from him and then him and his homeboys raped the girl. And this woman, he raped over $100. He got to go to jail, man. I'm sorry. He got to go this time, man. The pussy crook got to get locked the fuck up for this one. Because this is particularly very dumb. Let that shit go. You don't have to take the woman vagina, bro, for $100. Take her to court. Did you ever think about taking her to small claims court? Did you ever think about sending one of your homegirls to beat her up? You don't do nothing yourself. You don't handle your own dirt. Especially with the past that you have. You did this before! So, the rapper reportedly punched choke and pulled the braids out of the woman's hair. Woo-hoo! He bringing that fire like, hi- yeah, he then took her keys and her cell phone and stopped her from leaving the premises. Oh God, this nigga man. The lawyer claims the victim has been in a long-term relationship with the former No Limit artist. The terror doesn't end there. Golly, bro. God damn. (laughs) There's more? (laughs) Wait, there's more? (laughs) The victim allegedly helped Mystical look for the money to calm him down. However, during the search, she told law enforcement that a crystalline substance was in one of his drawers after a thorough investigation authorities determined that he had meth xanax heroin marijuana and drug paraphernalia in his possession see this is why you can't do no crime on your woman because she gon' tell everything you can't beat a woman ass bro he got weed (laughs) He got weed. (laughs) The woman alleges that the rapper has had extreme mood swings throughout the night and went from being angry over the money to apologizing for his actions. At some point, Mystical prayed with her and splashed her with rubbing alcohol to cleanse her bad spirits before forcing her onto a bed and raping her what the fuck yeah that's that gulf war shit man that's that shell shock war behavior and that's, that's what happens when you don't get no help for that shit that story is crazy yo Insane Insane in the membrane Here I go The rapist right here The rapist right here uh, uh, uh. Currently he is being held without bond And his lawyer is not happy We are extremely disappointed The judge decided they needed to hold Mr. Tyler without bond What the fuck Nigga, are you serious? dog? (laughs) Just... I'm I'm not gonna say shit, man. If you recall, he is already facing first-degree rape, false imprisonment, domestic abuse battery, strangulation, simple robbery, simple criminal damage to property, and now he's facing possession of drugs, basically. Possession of multiple drugs. And they might hit his ass with the intent to distribute depending on how much of it that he had. Yeah, man, just get that nigga life bro. <laughs> Bill Russell laugh on a nigga. <laughs> That's that Bill Russell laugh on your ass, nigga. <laughs> That nigga is donezo, son. Dunzo. Let's move on to Brittany Griner. Oh, man. Woo! You see, this is a perfect example of every country is set up differently with their law. Now, do I believe that nine, nine years is excessive for um, drug residue and pipes, yeah, but is it my country, tis of thee, no, is this my rules, no, you know, Brittany Griner tried to say, I ain't know what was in there, nigga, yes, you did, stop it, stop it, bro, stop it, bro, and I'm saying, bro, stop it, bro, you have been sneaking weed and oils and whatever the fuck you be smoking over to Russia. And this is the one time your ass got caught. You got to keep it a honey. This an L, unfortunately, that she has to eat. Now, I'm not a politician. I don't know nothing about politics, bro. I don't know nothing. I don't speak about politics on my show because that's not my lane. Y'all go to CNN, y'all go to these other YouTube motherfuckers and all that shit for that. That's not what I do here. So, if I'm a bit ignorant when I say this, pardon me. But you do the crime, you do the time. I don't necessarily feel sorry for Brittany Griner. You know what I'm saying? You gotta own up to your shit. You fucked up, and you gotta face the consequences for it. That's all I really got to say on that. Eminem. All right. Eminem is set to drop his greatest hits album, number two, Curtain Call 2, which is a double disc project. Let's see what's going to be on here, and we will critique, and then we'll compare it to the original Curtain Call. If it'll allow me to. There we go. All right. So, disc one. Let's go down this track list. I mean, this ain't New Music Fridays. This is the only thing that's coming out because I am not interested in NBA Young Boys' new project. Don't even, don't even fucking call me about a review because I'm not answering. I'm letting that motherfucker go straight to fucking voicemail on that ass. That shit gets no play over here. But we got Godzilla. I mean, that's a hit record. I mean I, I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of Godzilla like that. I'm not a Juice World fan. But that nigga killed that third verse. I'll give you that. Lucky you. Woof. That song was five. Five, boy. Lighters with Royce the 5'9 and Bruno Mars. That was a big hit. Even though I hated that goddamn song. I fucking hated Lighters. Did not like it at all. It's not a bad song, but it's not a song that I want to listen to. And plus I didn't like Bruno Mars at that time. I wasn't a fan of Bruno Mars till 24K Magic came out. Nat, that's cool. I wouldn't have put that on there, but that's just me. Cinderella Man, oh man, fire. Uh, he put walk on water on here. Yeah. <coughs> he should have put framed on there. Rap God. Yeah, for sure. Love the way you lie. No complaints. Won't back down. No complaints. Higher. Um, okay. Okay. No, I wasn't a big fan of that song. Berserk. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, at the time when it came out, I was cool with it, but looking back on Berserk, that shit probably one of Eminem's worst songs to me. Because that's that, that's that bullshit when Eminem wanted to link up with one of his childhood heroes, Rick Rubin, and use that 1985, 1986 beats and shit. Terrible. Not afraid, no doubt. Not afraid's one of Eminem's best songs. And I don't understand why people don't like that song. I don't get it. That's a really well-constructed song. And then we got From the D to the LBC featuring Snoop, which is a new song. Snoop and Eminem killed that with that fast flow. I I mean, them two niggas went off. Nowhere Fast featuring Kalani. Trash. 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 Bubba Dub voice. Trash. Fall. Fall. Yeah, that was one of uh, Eminem's most underrated disc songs. Phenomenal. I like Phenomenal when it first came out. Now, it's kind of corny to me. Fast Lane with Royce the 5-9. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Love Fast Lane. You're Never Over. Great way to close out the first disc. That was the Proof Tribute on from uh, Recovery. This, too, has 3 a.m. in the morning. That shit tough. Like. I like the way that Eminem just lyrically put that together with the cadences, and then it's just like, he it's like he's building a puzzle. I wonder how he wrote that. I wonder how he wrote 3AM. Spacebound, I was not a fan of this song from Recovery. Didn't like it at all. It was too fucking corny to me. I fucking hate that hook. God damn. Damn, I hated that song. um Beautiful from Relapse. I think that's one of Eminem's most underrated songs to me. To me, very underrated. The Monster, yeah, man, incredible record, incredible record. Venom, uh, Venom is another one of those Eminem songs that I liked when I first heard it, but then in time did not like it at all. Hated it. Hated it. Corny. Crack a bottle Man Fire Crack a bottle was fire Let's see Let's see here Is this love 2009 Now I caught a snippet of it And it was a Uh, Eminem and 50 Cent joint that was done in 09. So this was probably for recovery. Wasn't for relapse though. And it didn't make the cut for the uh, recovery album. And I listened to the song. You know, I listened to a snippet of the song. I hope that's not really it. (laughs) I hope that's not it. Because that song, I mean, Eminem went hard, but 50 verse... You know, he tried to uh, go with the same flow as him but it didn't work. But I heard Dre produced the song. I mean I listened to it. The I hope the I hope it's a different version on that album. But whatever. I'll i download the song though. To support the shit. River featuring Ed Sheeran. Did not like this song, obviously, because it was on revival. Complete dog doo-doo. Survival, definitely an underrated Eminem song. Best friend, Wolf featuring Eminem. Good song. Darkness, definitely a, a underrated Eminem song. Once again, Kings never die with Gwen Stefani. That shit was cool. No love with Lil Wayne. Absolutely, he should have put Drop the World on here. That that should have made the cut. Headlights featuring Nate Roos. It's okay. You know, he apologized to his mom for dissing her on all of them songs back in the day. The King and I with CeeLo. I heard this song. This shit was cool. And then Farewell. Oh, man. Great closer. Love Farewell. That's one of my favorite Eminem songs of this uh, era. It was Farewell. It's just them first four bars to me but I think this curtain call too is alright I mean let's compare it to that first curtain call man listen you had back 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 (laughs) this nigga Eminem is the only person on earth only person on earth that would think to rap like Eric Cartman from South Park the whole record bro Ham's the only nigga I know in, on God's green earth. The way I am, my name is, Stan. lose yourself, shake that with Nate Dog. sing for the moment without me, like toy soldiers, the real Slim Shady Mockingbird, guilty conscience, cleaning out my closet, just lose it, when I'm gone, Stan. ooh, life, oh my God. Then there was a deluxe edition that I did not know about that was released called Stan's Mixtape, Dead Wrong with Biggie, Role Model, Kill You, Shit On You, Criminal, Renegade, and Just Don't Give a Fuck, wow, that bonus disc is fire. Obviously the first curtain call is better because you know Eminem doesn't make the same music that he did He was he you know a lot of these songs was made when he was out of his prime, but that doesn't mean that um You know All of his music was bad. I just say it's just up and down Now the last thing I want to talk about is Irv Gotti Ha ah, this nigga here this nigga here was on Drink Champs talking about how he was in love with Ashanti. I mean, shit, the whole world was. Get in line, nigga. This nigga was thirsty, bro. God wanted me to find out Ashanti was dating Nelly. Dude, Ashanti was your side chick. Nigga, you were in the whole marriage. He said that um, he was watching the game, and he said, "Oh my God, what's this commotion going on in the stadium?" We just found out that Nelly just walked in with a shot. Said that he was in a relationship with Ashanti when he was separated from his estranged wife. Like nigga, you were still married. You weren't divorced, so you obviously had the intention of working things out with your wife. Everybody on Twitter is killing Irv Gotti. Well deserved, in my opinion, because first of all, nigga. Irv Gotti got to be one of the corniest niggas alive. Let's delve, let's delve deep into the cornballisms of Irv Gotti. First of all, do you guys remember when Irv Gotti—I don't know which show it was—I think it was Vlad—that he basically started a beef with Puffy for no reason, literally no fucking reason, because Puff was out here getting it. And you were trying to basically be the number one guy. Irv Gotti is one of those people that thinks he's the guy, but he's not the guy. He thought he was the guy at Def Jam. He thought it was the he was the the, the guy as a CEO. He thought he was the guy like as a producer when you had co-producers. Stop playing, Irv. And you wonder why 50 Cent stay on this nigga head, bro. It's because of corny shit like that. He started that beef with Puff for nothing, you know? And then gonna do a remix album, dissing Puffy. Puffy ain't even respond to you. Puffy didn't look at you as anything. To even respond to you, gonna gonna get on the goddamn intro talking about we invented the remix. And then you gonna have J-Lo on Ain't It Funny remix dissing him. And Irv was just so fucking geeked about that shit. Like, oh my God, we got her on here. This is Buffy. This is great. (laughs) Okay, nigga. Nobody gives a fuck. That shit was wild corny. Then you remember that reality show he had where he was just completely a scumbag to his wife. Like, obviously cheating. And then you remember when Ja Rule was working on Body and this nigga Irv Gotti just got so fucking geek. like this shit was like... Like Body was like that and that shit ended up breaking. Bruh. This nigga is just super corny for that Ashanti shit. Knowing damn well that Ashanti was the side chick And you fell in love with the side chick While you were still Like why didn't you d- divorce your wife bro Like if you don't want to put that woman Through uh, you, If you done put that woman through enough pain Just divorce the lady fam And go out there And live your single life But Herb was salty Because Nelly was that dude back then. Like, when they first got together, Nelly was that guy. And they was together for 11 years. So I know that had to hurt. Yeah, but that's my show, man. King known, uncensored, free agency, ruined, and I'm out.